everything I know I learned from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some Welcome to the Comic Bashers Podcast I am Dustin, of course I return after a week off Threw up my back last week didn't particularly feel like reading comic books, let alone recording a podcast about them. It was pretty painful, because I still had to chase a two-year-old around the house for the entire week. It's like, uh, 100 out right now. It's the end of October. I'm feeling the heat. That's why the AC's on, cranked. I have attempted this podcast a couple of, uh, other times without it. Kept messing up the audio regardless, and so now it's just too freaking hot in here to to do it without. So if you hear a weird sound, my apologies. I hear it as well and am very annoyed by it as well. But I'm just going to keep pushing on. Hopefully you're still going to listen to this and be like, Oh, I did miss last week when he told me not to buy, insert comic book here, Kid Lobotomy. That's right, I'm covering a couple from last week that I just stayed with me. I still read them, and they just stayed with me. Kid Lobotomy, number one, being the first. Peter Milligan. That was it, man. That was it. Give me too many last chances. This was the last, 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 last chance. This book's just weird to be weird. Um, it's not... It's not like the good weird. It's just... It's trying to be confusing and weird. And that's it. It's like, oh, did I make you think of The Shining when I did this? Probably. The main character's name is Kid. He gets a lobotomy. That's your title. That's kind of all you need to know about the comic book, because that's the only part that makes sense. He uh, sleeps with his sister a lot, or with a shapeshifter that is in the image of his sister. And I was like, is this, is this the anime? Did Peter Milligan discover the anime? He did? He's got a sister complex, you say? He should check out All You Need Is A Sister. Because that anime is weird as fuck. And it was weird as fuck for just the sake of being weird as fuck as well. They're like weird... I don't know. They're weird siblings. Oh, brought it all back around. That was amazing. Uh, Love the art. It was... I don't know, I just loved it. It it just, it looked Vertigo-ish. Like, it should just have been at Vertigo, which makes sense. You know, it's Black Crown, former editor of Vertigo, etc., etc. But that story, just, bleh. Just real big bleh. Can't can't do it. Uh, Maestro's number one. I'm sure everyone was just, like, loving this. They were like, oh, Steve, however you say his last name. Ooh, I love him. Glug, 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 glug. I did not. Listen. Harry Potter's good because there's amazing writing and great characters and a fantastic journey. And then just the little bit of the premise that was right there in front of so many people. A school for magic. Amazing. Just, there's so many amazing things about it. This is trying to be Harry Potter with maturity. With, like, sex and swearing and stuff. And that doesn't make it good. <laughs> that's not gonna, that's not, that doesn't make you better than Harry Potter doesn't even put you in the same ballpark, okay? Because the first and foremost, the story and characters have to be good. And uh, it's not really here. I was kind of out when the main character was using his magic to give 
billionaires' bigger penises. Now, at first, you're like, that's funny. Until the penis, like, just shoots from the guy's pants, and he's just like, all right, lady, who's, who wants to go to college? I'm plugging any hole and left, right, center. And with everything that's going on in the news of, you know, powerful white man put, uh, holding their, their power and money over young actresses with no power and money, it's just like, eh, is this really something we should be projecting into the world? Like, is this joke really that funny? Because I didn't actually find it that funny, you know? Seeing a penis shoot from a fucking pair of pants, I was like, dear God, is he, is it bleeding? It just poured right through that fucking zipper? Ew. That would be painful to me. I, I would think that that would be just a painful erection to have. Um... The rest is just, it's okay. I'll give it a second issue. I'm not going to give it four or any of that shit. I just, there's like 70 fucking comic books out a week. I don't have to give anything a chance if I don't want to. Not even as a reviewer. I know. <laughs> I'm one person. I will review whatever the fuck I want. And I really hate when people tell me that. I come, well, you should really give it a four. Well, you did a good job. You gave it four. No, fuck you. I'll give it one. That's all I need to. I review like a consumer buys. I read it. One time, if it sucks, I go, nah, I'm not back. That's why there's a huge drop from issue one to two, which is why everyone likes to launch a series, and they don't give so much above fuck after that. Although that's biting everyone in the ass now, but hey, that's market talk. I'm not here to do that. From this week, I'm going to go through some a little bit quicker here. I've done this a few too many times. Starting to not care as much. Ghostbusters, answer the call. Number one. Did you like the shitty new movie? Then you might like this shitty new comic book. Because it is doing its best to channel the annoying characters from that movie and the bad writing. There you go. The art is uh, what you'd expect from an IDW Ghostbusters book. I hope that's crystal clear on how it looks. Alright. It's predictable. If you've ever read a Ghostbusters comic book or seen the cartoon show, because there's not a ton of ways to slice this pig. I'm assuming we're making ham in this <laughs> analogy. But there's just there's only a handful of stories that seem to make it into the IDW comic books. I'll put it that way. Because if you watch the cartoons and stuff, there's there's some a lot more variety. But everything I read at IDW, I was just like, this is what you're doing. And then you did it. Okay, cool. Whoever's editing the book or writing the book it just doesn't give a fuck, and they're just like, you know, just keep doing it again and again and again and again. And oh, hey, our sales suck. Why? Why? We're just giving the same issue over and over. What the fuck, guys? Come on, come on, support us. Don't you love these characters? I do. I like all four actresses and the director. I just don't like them in together in that movie in that universe. So, Jughead, the Hunger, number one. Jughead's werewolf. Pick up, picks up after the one-shot. It explains what happens in the one-shot, so if you're lost because you didn't read the one-shot, you get a recap. Betty Cooper's very annoying. All she does is yell at people. Uh, just imagine Betty Cooper yelling at people an entire entire time she's on, on the page. It's pretty annoying. Jughead joins the circus. That's interesting. Jughead's actually pretty interesting in this because he's, uh, he's afraid of his werewolf powers, which is great. There's another twist, which I hope leads to a second twist. I really... Here, I'm just going to say it. I hope they make Veronica a werewolf. That would be dope. That would be dope as fucking hell. 
I'm not going to tell you who she's going to be paired up with as a werewolf. Because you could probably figure it out. Process elimination. Let's just say Archie's with Betty hunting down Jughead. So we got Jughead, we got Betty, we got Veronica, we got Archie. Who's that magical fifth? I'm not gonna tell. It's decent. Check it out. You know, the art was pretty good. Not it didn't like blow my mind, but it was pretty good. Jumping into the DC stuff, uh, Nightwing: New World Order number three. It's all about the ending. It's pretty much a I hate to call it a filler issue. It's just that it's a necessary evil issue. It's just that it doesn't have a lot to offer the overall story. It's just, here's a couple cool scenes and moments, reintroduction of characters, but as far as like the plot actually moving forward, it's minimal. It's minimal. It's just a lot of getting to know the world type thing. And that's okay. Just not terribly interesting or great. Like compared to the first two issues, it's not as good. I'll put it that way. It's still good, it's just not as good. Um, don't even know if I want to talk about any of these anymore. Let's see, Batman the Merciless, number one. That was a long delay, sorry. You're probably like, that was forever in audio. I, I finally figured out the problem with this. Remember Original Sin from Marvel? Everyone got a hammer. Red Skull got a hammer. Thor got a hammer. The Thing got a hammer. Everyone had cameras. There's a bunch of Thors flying around with different fucking hammers. That's what this is. It's just Batman plus different Justice League superpowers. And they're a bad guy, you know? I mean, it's like... It's really eerily the same premise. And the big problem I see coming for this entire series is that these Batman are insanely powerful. So how do the normal people, normal Justice League and normal Batman defeat them? I already don't buy it. There you go. I don't think it's worth reading these one-shots unless there's a particular character that you like. Uh, the big twist in this one is that Batman actually killed Wonder Woman, who he was in love with. Alright? I'm telling you that because if you're moderately curious, don't read this. Alright? Like, if you're loving it, go ahead. Go ahead and read it. But if you're just like, well, what's this one do? It's the same. It's the same story over and over. It doesn't matter which different writers they get. It's still the same. It's just Batman plus different Justice League power equals traumatic, different traumatic development. I don't know. Moving on from there, the Rough and Ready show, number one. I was like, all right, yeah, let's see what you got. And then I found out Howard Chalkin was writing it about halfway through the comic book, which made sense because I, that's about when I was done. It wasn't even halfway. It was like page seven or something. The entire comic is just showing Rough and Ready, who live in a world where cartoons and humans exist, and the art never does a good job of clearly establishing that, because they all look cartoonish. But it shows their downfall from Hollywood, so at the end of the issue, some young up-and-comer agent is like, I got a project for you guys. It should not have taken 22 issues to get to that, or 22 pages to get to that, but it did. I will never come back again because Howard Chalkin's writing is atrocious. This was dreadful and boring. The narration, it's over-narrated. It's over-dialogued. The art never gets a chance to tell the story. Instead, it's left to telling just like a... It's, it's weird. It's like, here's a panel of one episode of a TV show, and then here's another panel from a different TV show. And it's, it doesn't tell the story. It's just like this weird 
Like, you could literally put the narration here and the art here because they don't match up. That's how disconnected it is. What makes this worse is that I had to suffer through Howard Chalkin artwork in DC House of Horror, number one, which is their big mega one-shot. And this is a lot like the Batman problem, where they go through and it's just a different DC characters, for the most part, a different DC characters' origin told in a horrific way there's there's a couple exceptions it's like half origin half not but they're all for the most part ideas from keith giffen who gives the story and then someone else wrote the story for the actual comic book and because of that they all have a very similar vibe to them uh after about the fourth story it was just like man it just feels like i'm reading the same story over and over that just a different dc character um, there was a couple that were okay. The Superman one was okay. The Batman one was just a straight ripoff of the Daniel Bayless uh, Batman Joker story that he did that got him discovered by the comic industry. So look for that and then read this and be like, oh, that was much better, both with the art and the writing. That's too bad. Uh, it just, I like the idea of it, but they really should have gotten more creative talent in it or let these writers do something more with the story I mean, or have them actually god forbid talk to each other so they didn't write the same story over and over or at least such similarly close stories which was a redundancy in words but uh, they're so similar that you know if they had talked to me like oh you're doing that too uh, alright maybe we should I don't know switch it up or something but maybe the editor should have done that since they were getting all the stories and handing out all the assignments well hey don't do that that's a fucking before you read that four times in this issue instead they were just like ride or die motherfuckers DC horror we're edgy it wasn't edgy it was kind of boring so that is all I had time to read this week my desk pile is massive I got more books since the last time I talked about my desk pile. One day I'll get through them. Just one day. I'm just looking at them sad now, for those of you not watching the video. <sighs> you can find me at Enter the Hero on Twitter or at Comic Bastards on Twitter. I thank you for coming to ComicBastards.com each week to check out reviews and whatever press releases I felt the need to post. Uh, there's a lot of crap I did not feel the need to post last week. Back pain, it'll make you real decisive. Like, no, this is shit. I don't care. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope that you'll share this with a friend and that a friend shared this with you. I'll be back next week. I'm gonna lose my damn mind like Logan this time. All possessed by the red right hand. Fighting that man. Storm just chilling. Nemesis laughing. Cyclone mentally prepares for eye blasting. Novels with the graphics. Picture strips. To settle down just a little bit and go back underground. Life for permanent bastards, got it right though. They write to keep the scene on the right track, so they read the stack after stack and the back back. Since someone got a stack, these creators in check, man. And the verdict is Jason Aaron, yeah, he's in check. Tony Daniel, yep, in check. If you read a comic, put it back. Plastic sleeve, hard cardboard back, then in the milk crate black, filed alphabetically, no, seriously. 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 seriously.